Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. You know, it's a big night when the Atlanta Enquirer podcast goes three guys here. We're going three deep here on the podcast as Illinois defeats Wisconsin, take down the number 11 team, really holding check, National Player of the Year candidate, and Illini's National Player of the Year candidate goes off. I'm Jeremy Warner, Joey Wagner, Derek Piper here with us, and we're Zooming because we wanted to get out of State Farm Center, Joey Wagner and I, to, to beat any of the bad roads and you know, kind of get home uh, before the next wave of snow comes. But uh, the Illini put an avalanche on, on Wisconsin tonight, 80 to 67. Huge win for the Illini and a huge performance for Kofi Coburn, who goes off for 37 points and 12 rebounds. One of the best performances I've ever seen from anybody in Illini uniform, just dominant. Derek, you, you, we kept you home. We didn't want you getting on the roads tonight. Uh, what was the view like? Uh, from the TV, seeing Kofi dominate like that. And Illinois really put together a heck of a defensive performance in the second half as well. Yeah, Kofi was a cheat code. And I know that we always come back to can any team, when you look at a team on paper and a matchup, can they do anything with Kofi? And uh, this was something you looked at. Wisconsin, who did go into Mackey and get a win, and Zach Eady gave them problems. Of course, they needed a special night from Johnny Davis and a big reason why he's a lot of people's front runner for national player of the year going into this game. Well, Kofi really made his stage state his, his case on a, on a national stage uh, and, and to be able to get 37 and 12 most points he's ever scored against a high major opponent. And uh, Wisconsin was really just in a tough spot. And, and when your starting center is 50 pounds lighter than him. And while he is a seven footer uh, just not to be able to, to really do much. I thought Kofi was very aggressive, was dominant. Uh, made it a point of emphasis to be physical and powerful and, and just be at his his very his peak. And Wisconsin maybe could have tried the the early double uh, as soon as he touched it or, or even denied catches a little bit better. But, of course, that opens you up to shooters. I know Greg Gard in the postgame talked about that, and that, that is a testament to to having Frazier and Grandison and Plummer, and it was good to see Grandison knock down some shots tonight. But, uh, yeah, offensively, uh, it, it was, for the most part, a, a pretty darn good – dominant performance and defensively it was shaky in the early goings and we can we can hit on that as we go along but like you said with Tyler Wall who was giving you problems has two points in the second half and Johnny Davis has to do most of his damage from the free throw line uh, that's saying quite a bit against the top 15 team and, and one where you're squaring up for sole possession in the first place in the Big Ten and uh, credit to Illinois for getting it done. Yeah, and uh, 6,500 uh, fans were there, which is more than I thought. That filled the lower bowl and the 100 level. Uh, kudos to the fans. Y'all crazy <laughs> for showing up to this one. Um, the, the Orange Crush was fantastic. Aaron Henry, the DB's coach, was going crazy. It was a big-time atmosphere despite uh, the horrible weather. Uh, but, Joey, uh, Kofi, 37-12. and 12. I, I, I think one thing that's really stood out to me is his decision-making. Uh, and his patience in the post, 
Um, he kind of knows where he wants to go, but he's also very patient, kind of lets the defense dig on him. And then the guards got to get out. And as Derek said, you got to have, you can't just leave Plummer open. You can't just leave Grandison open. You just can't leave Frazier open. Uh, it's good roster construction, right? And when you, when you surround that big man with a bunch of three point shooters, uh, you got to pick your poison and they went one-on-one with Kofi and he exploited that. Yeah. It kind of like Minnesota vibes where they tried to go one-on-one a little bit and he just ate him. Uh, Derek Burson, SID sent out just these numbers for Kofi. And as you look at them, dude, they're kind of stupid. Like, I mean, they're just really, really good. I mean, most points against Wisconsin since 2013, uh, most points in big 10 regulation since 2012 when Brandon Paul had 43 against Ohio State this is his third 30 and 10 game of his career and like there was a real shot where I thought this guy could actually put up 40 points against a team that's leading the Big Ten Conference that's a top 25 team that's going to be I would levy a guess somewhere in a five seed range or it'd be a hot five to one I mean I don't think it's gonna be a one but I mean this is a really good team and there was literally nothing I mean, he had 20 points in the first half. I, like, it, we see it all the time, right? Like, we don't see that performance, but we just see Kofi do these things. And I think at some point, I personally step back and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, 20, 22 and 13, okay. And then, and that's not even normal. And then this, I mean, it's, it's really, I'm actually counting up the numbers, his career against Wisconsin. His numbers are good. And he was asked about that on Tuesday, and he kind of laughed. And, you know, he didn't want to say, anything to find himself on a bulletin board, even though who cares? I mean, put him on a bulletin board. What's going to happen? Stephen Crow is all jacked up because. <laughs> oh, look, look out low. But I mean, it's, and he's like, no, you know, it's, I, I try to do that, you know, going to every game the same, but he, Greg Gard cannot push this guy out of the big 10 fast enough. I mean, he has been a major problem for Wisconsin. Yeah. He's a matchup nightmare. We've talked about it all along, but yeah, I, I did. I was mentioning to you and, and Robert Rosenthal after the game, Joe, it's like, I just have to appreciate every time I watch him because this is just legendary, legendary stuff we're seeing. On the other side, you had Johnny Davis, Derek Piper, um, who was legit. I said on the WCI pregame show today, like he is the national player of the year front runner. He deserves to be that. Kofi is in that conversation. Kofi made a big statement tonight about that national player of the year, big time player. Of the year. Those are the kind of performances head to head against Johnny Davis. Um, and, and Johnny got 22 and 15, right? Like he, he had an off night shooting and he still found a way to get 22 and 15. He's so active. Uh, he gets to the free throw. I know a lot of fans were bothered by that. Maybe he got a couple calls, but it's like, that's how he gets some of his points every night. He's a tough matchup. Uh, but man, I can't say enough about Demonte Williams. Uh, checking him all night. I don't know what he shot against DeMonte, but it felt like maybe one shot or two shots he made against DeMonte. Ended up five for 19 from the field uh, to get that 22 points. And then Trent Frazier, man, uh, shuts down Brad Davis and zero of six from three for Davis and missed some open ones, but still uh, only had seven points, three of 12 from the field. You got two Big Ten all-defensive team guys right there, in my opinion, Derek, or at least they're in that conversation. Um, the rest of the defense really struggled. Right? I thought Grandison on wall really struggled, and, and Plummer I thought had a really poor first half um, defensively. But then once those guys gave you something, and Grandison had a great second half, great performance overall, thought he's a lot tougher on the glass. Um, but, man, those two – just give, I mean, they're off night, right? Like that's what you call them is uh, everybody they play seems to have an off night. And what a, what a huge, huge thing that is for Illinois. 
Yeah, I know at first glance you're going to see 22 and 15 from Johnny Davis and say he had a pretty good night, but he had to work for everything. I know he missed some shots that he normally would have made, some of those pull-up jumpers in the mid-range, and he's efficiency-wise one of the best, if not the best high-major mid-range shooter out there. I know Illinois knows what one of those looks like. They had him last year in Iowa, uh, but the fact that he did have to get in the line, get to the line and work for everything says a lot, and DeMonte did not. He, he did not allow him. I, I worried about DeMonte with Johnny's quickness. I thought that with Johnny posting up, and that's a big part of his game, he does turn around jumpers and tries to body up some smaller guards. I didn't think that was going to work against DeMonte. I thought that they would try to put him in some ball screens and, and really utilize him on the perimeter and, and force DeMonte to utilize some quickness or, or, or really challenge that. And maybe it was going to be Trent Frazier you'd ultimately have to switch on to because of that predicament. But uh, DeMonte – was really on him fairly airtight throughout the game. And really when you look back at the Purdue game too, like Jaden Ivey similarly did a lot of damage at the free throw line. Outside of that, didn't have a great night shooting the ball. So uh, that was another time that DeMonte guarding a projected lottery pick uh, and, and being able to make him not be able to have an efficient night from the field. So uh, says a lot about him and really like, would you have thought that DeMonte had two really nice, strong drives on Johnny? I, I thought that if you would have sized him up, who's going to take the other to the rack a little bit more? I, you'd say it was pretty uh, weighing heavily towards Johnny Davis, and it wasn't in this game. And then uh, Joey said it perfectly with Greg Gard wanting to see Kofi out of this league. Brad Davidson wants to see Trent Frazier out of this league. Like, he was scoreless in Champaign last year. He was one for nine in Madison when they met up. And then to go tonight where he was shooting 46% from three, in Big Ten play, goes 0 for 6 from beyond the arc, 3 for 12 from the field, and uh, nothing easy for him. And for a team that is not very deep in terms of their scoring production, they need a, a handful of guys and really three of them and Wall, Davison, and, and, and Davis to carry such a heavy burden. When you get an off night for two of them, uh, that's a big, big burden for Wisconsin, a big reason why they lost by double digits. And if I could add, Greg Gard said Davison had shot better than 50% on three-pointers in 10 straight games. And then you meet Trent Frazier. That's tough. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a great case. I mean, they are putting together great cases for Big Ten all-defensive team. And, and when you have performances like this against teams like this, primetime games, I think that's when <clears throat> these awards a lot of times are really won. And, and Johnny Davis is probably still going to be the front runner for, for those awards right now. But when Kofi has these, um, uh, Frazier has these, Williams, I think that's when, that's when Illinois is going to get a lot more attention, right? You win games like this. If you, if you were able to win at Indiana, all of a sudden you're a top 15 team. Um, and then you go to Purdue if you win that one. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, all those accolades that fans have been wanting, the rankings, all the bracketology, that'll start to come. I do want to bring up Jacob Grandison. Um, last couple of games, Derek, we've mentioned it. He hasn't been shooting the ball well, but also there just hasn't been a lot of energy confidence from him and it's translated to other areas of his game like you can go through a shooting slump but you know DeMonte goes through a shooting slump and he still helps you Trent Frazier goes through a shooting slump and, and he still helps you Grandison today 14 points some huge shots he went had two to go early and then was just confident from there had that great take where he got fouled uh, helped Illinois I think tie the game up at that point but seven rebounds that's what I'm talking about like that they need him to be so much better in the glass. And Tyler Wall was killing him. Uh, he, he had to help defense a lot, and Tyler Wall was just a matchup nightmare in the first half. He only had two points in the second half, and I think a lot of that was rebounding. Uh, I think a lot of that was, was Granison being a little tougher, uh, stood him up one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, but, Joey, uh, you asked Jacob after the game about it, and he just decided he wanted to be out of this slump, and, and he is. 
Yeah, and I actually want to point out, like Brad Underwood said similar to what you guys have been talking about, that when he sees some of those shots fall, you start seeing him hit the glass more. And I think Brad said that maybe a little more bite defensively. I mean, it's everything that you guys had talked about. But, yeah, I mean, kind of felt silly asking the follow-up, like, how did you decide you were done? But how does somebody just one day be like, all right, that's kind of enough of this? That's what he did, and it changes a lot of the complexion of the offense, right? Because you've got, you, know, you, you surround Kofi. That's the whole goal when you have a Kofi is to surround him. And you, then you got Frazier, Plummer. I mean, he suddenly has all these outlet passes and we saw him utilize that. And I think Grandison does a really good job of feeding the post, yeah. which is something we've seen people not named Andre Curbelo struggle to do a little bit. I mean, I think Benjamin Bossman's Redonk has done it well, but with Grandison had a couple of really nice post feeds and there was one in particular, maybe you guys remember, he got it into Kofi, Kofi was swarmed, Kofi kicked it back out and then it took really quickly, Jake got it back into Kofi and he took it and you mix that with 14 points and seven rebounds and, and he still is that cool guy out there. I mean, he's, but those shots, man, you're, you're right. When he hits those and just to decide you're done with the slump. I mean, I, I, I've not heard that. I don't know if you guys have, but. You've never done that in your life, Joey? You just said, I'm done with the slump. I'm going to move on. What, what do I do that I would get in a slump? Like, yeah, I played a couple of bad games of Madden, so I guess I'm just done doing this. No, I mean, it, I thought it was fascinating that, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously the mechanics of it and the whole operation there, but, like, just to step up and be like, yeah, all right, that's enough. I mean, like, you look at some of those guys, the freshmen who can look at them and not see – somebody spiral after him. He, he didn't shoot the ball well the last two games and just to step into it against Wisconsin at home and do that. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, I want to pause in this podcast because if you're watching uh, on our YouTube channel, um, this is a late night Zoom after games, and that means we we drink beers during this. So I, I have... I picked up a six pack before I got into town at three last night, three tonight. That's the goal. At least this is number one, Joey. What do you got? The Sierra Nevada. And by the way, Derek and I scoff at a six pack at two nights in town, <laughs> buddy. Let me just tell you. <laughs> wait, way too few. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if I were drinking with you, Joey, I'd probably do that. Uh, I'd probably have double that in one night. Um, but drinking a six pack by myself in one night just doesn't sound that fun. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, Joey and I have a high tempo, high pace of play when we get together. <laughs> and uh, you might want one of these. You got, get him a 30 rack, Bush Light, 
uh, on brand for my Muhammad brethren. And uh, yeah, it's easy drinking. I was going to say, Derek borrowed them from all the state or the orange crushers who Brad Underwood saw with 30 racks in the snow. Uh, yeah, Derek just. Derek actually did drive to Champagne. He just swung by to, to pick up the extra bush lights I couldn't get in. What do our beers say about it? So, yeah, Derek, I mean, that's my my friends all from Piatone, Illinois. I love to, love to drink their bush lattes, and that's just your man of the people. Is Bud Light, am I just mainstream? Is that what I am? It's a good go-to, man. It's, it's just simple, easy, fine. Yep. <laughs> Joey Sierra Nevada. Yeah, it's, a, it's the at-home beer. If I'm just having a few at home. You're the fanciest of us, apparently. Well, yeah. if I'm on, if we're out, uh, it's Bud Light early and often. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to fix that. Maybe uh, you guys are going to Indiana. Maybe one of those Michigan. We do well in Michigan. So <clears throat> maybe Ann Arbor again, uh, based on the last time we went there. All right, let's get back to basketball. What a win, guys. I mean, we haven't talked about this big picture uh, but to beat Wisconsin, you're one head to head. You you favorably got them at home. I know it's we, we want to focus on who's in first place now, and that matters, of course. But to beat them here to protect home court, where Illinois won ten of their last eleven, the one they lost was to Purdue in double overtime in the classic game. There, um, it's huge uh, for for Illinois, and I think it's just huge for confidence. And, and Joey, we talked about it, and I'll throw it to you, Derek. Um, this is a fully healthy team. They didn't use the bench a ton tonight. Uh, there's only eight bench minutes in, in the second half. But Curbelo came off the bench to give you an offensive boost, uh, I thought, in the first half when Frazier and Plummer were struggling. You see what he can do for this offense, even though he can get out of control sometimes. But um, it's starting to feel like a fully healthy roster and to kick off this tough stretch with a win. And then you go into this, the Hoosier State the next two um, to try and get a, a win or two at Indiana and at Purdue. Uh, what do you think this means for them? It's a marquee win for sure. And you look at, you have fans wanting to see Illinois climb back even farther back into the top 10 and talking about being a top two or three seed in the NCAA tournament and everything. This is your opportunity to really build that resume and it's a proof it stretch for Illinois for sure. And now that you feel like you're fully loaded up with Carbello coming back and you have your full roster, you have every reason to, to play up to your potential and really start to click into place. So uh, it certainly, it's obvious from the Big Ten standings uh, front of it in terms of both teams being tied for the, the co-lead and you have Michigan State in there as well but now you've beaten both of those teams you're not going to play Wisconsin again and, and as you diagrammed earlier in the in the week like Wisconsin has a more favorable stretch to finish out Big Ten play but you are going to have that that one up to knock them down a rung to be able to step up and, and take sole possession so this is a, a win you're probably going to look back on when you're the last week, week and a half of Big Ten play, and you're, you're looking at mapping out the standings and what you have to do or, or just kind of how things stand out and taking care of business at home and before you go to Indiana. And really, I mean, if we want to talk about if you can go to Indiana and Purdue and get wins, you're, you're odds-on favorite. You've really taken a stranglehold of this thing, even just one win, to be able to take care of business at home and then go get one on the road really puts you in a, a very nice stretch. But, yeah, this is, this is the time for Illinois to – to show how good it is where you, you've had these disjointed stretches of injuries or maybe just beating up on some teams you're supposed to beat up on. This was a marquee matchup. I know you were favored by a handful of points, but you did what you had to do and, and you dominated them. And uh, this was a very good look for Illinois in terms of being back a little bit higher in that national scene. Joey, and one of my biggest takeaways from this recent three-game win streak is, is the defense. Um, you've held Michigan State to .93 
points per possession. You hold Northwestern to 0.86 points per possession. And and then tonight, I know the first half, Wisconsin was going off, but the second half, you you pretty much shut them down. 0.97 points per possession. They right now have the second best defense in the Big Ten, uh, DER efficiency uh, during conference play behind Indiana. And then you have the fourth best offense, right? Like that's the kind of balance uh, that can win uh, the Big Ten. But I I think the defense is – I think we always knew the offense could be really good, right? Kofi and all these pieces, now Curbell coming back. But this defense is starting to to look like the kind of defense they had last year. Yeah, it does feel sometimes like Brad's defenses take a little bit to get – no, I'm not him specifically, I guess, but it's just we've seen over the last few years where it's taken a little bit to really – to bite in. I think that he requires just a lot of everybody. But, yeah, two heads of the snake in Trenton DeMonte. And I thought Brad made a really good point to your question tonight, Jeremy, is do you have – how many teams have a third option who can kill you on, quote, unquote, your weakest perimeter defender if you want to Purdue. look at it like that? Purdue does. Right, 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 Purdue talk. did, but, like, not many other teams do. I thought that was a great answer because, like, all right, teams got to attack Grandison, got to attack Plummer, but that's your third, fourth, fifth option sometimes. And outside of Purdue, there's not many teams that in, in the Big Ten have that kind of piece, have that third, fourth piece that you're, you're really concerned about. And I think this coaching staff has done a good job of, of finding a way to maybe band-aid some of those defensive holes, the way they just rotate people. And then, of course, you have a seven-footer. I mean, that helps quite a bit. But, yeah, I mean, Purdue has some – I think we saw Arizona has some options. But that's just not going to be the case. And then if, if you do have those options – is you start to get into these one-game deals, which is where Illinois wants to be, those options have to be on. So, like, I, I just think you're playing the odds that your top two guys can knock out some perimeter guys or at least make things really, really difficult. There's going to be guys who just get theirs. But then you have to have your third and fourth guys be on point and have to lift it up. And, what I mean, it just takes one. We saw it last year. It just took one game. And that's that's the value of Trent and DeMonte, and not to take away what specifically Trent does offensively, but even DeMonte in other ways tonight. But just that, that really, I mean, that, it's tough to score when you're two. I mean, Johnny Davis and Brad uh, Davison don't have those nights very often. Greg Gard did eight, answer. Eight, one. eight of 31 together. Eight for 31 between those two. And that, that's, that's why I asked Brad was like, when you have those guys who can force those – two best players usually in off nights, right? Like Audige and Bowie off nights, Pete Nance had to carry the load and they had no one else who could really lift them up. Right. Like Ty Berry had a couple threes and that was it. Nobody else in double figures. Like that's just, it's such a luxury. And then you have Kofi Coburn back and he's a plus defensively and on the glass. Uh, I, I think Derek, this, this team's really starting to settle in defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a team that took a little while as Joey was talking about. And uh, I think that, you might even see a little bit more of a progression as Curbelo works his way back because he's going to help on the glass. He's a pretty good uh, rebounder from the guard spot, and they do need to clean up, giving up second-chance opportunities, way too many tonight. And, and even here recently through Big Ten play, they've had some moments where they've gotten beaten on the glass, and, of course, you don't want to have that come up against Purdue or, or Indiana, really just on down the road. But, yeah, there there's a lot to say for having a lockdown defender at Trent, and, you can think about potential matchups in the NCAA tournament. I know 
probably on some people's mind, especially I forget it was a Jerry Palm that put it out there. If you were to match up with Kentucky and it's Ty Ty Washington and Trent Frazier, that could be that could be fun. Uh, and I think that uh, yeah, Trent his on ball defense, Demonte just his physicality, his just being that gritty veteran um, and someone that's now as we talked about matched up with some protected lottery picks and has, has done pretty well for himself. Kofi on the inside. And that is something that last year allowed them to be so consistent was you don't always have the offense go off. you got to be able to get stops and win some of these ugly games, win some of the high scoring ones. And it's going to vary, but why they, a big reason why they could win 15 to 16 last year is because they had a top 10 in the nation defensive efficiency. And now that they're working back into the top 30, top 25, they're closer into that kind of a range. Yeah, you mentioned it, to, to win both ways kind of like that, right? Like the next two games are perfect examples of this. Indiana wins ugly. They have to, right? They, they have to win ugly because they just don't have the guard play. Purdue has to win pretty because they don't defend as well. And now they're starting to defend a little bit better during conference play. And, hey, I think they, they could easily win the Big Ten championship here because they're so deep and so good offensively. But they're going to – Illinois is going to have to win that one, probably scoring a lot of points because Purdue's so good. So uh, that's important. I, I do want to mention – uh, Illinois is getting some depth now. I mean, you bring Andre Cabello off the bench just 12 minutes tonight. Um, Brad said he, he doesn't want to put too much on him right away. That the Purdue game, he said, I never planned on playing him that much, but he but he had to. Um, you know, didn't play the bench a lot today, but I just think Derek moving forward to have Curbelo, um, when you have Plummer have an off night or, or Frazier have an off night, you're bringing in this preseason all Big Ten guy. His minutes are going to go up. I think Corbell will get more comfortable. He's got to clean up some of the turnovers, but I think that's always going to be part of him. Um, but you saw him carry offensively, uh, you know, seven points very quickly in the first half there. Uh, and then, you know, RJ Melendez, I thought had some good minutes tonight. The guy was Brad Underwood was asked afterwards, like, how do you find your rotation now with everybody healthy? He said, I have no earthly idea. The one guy who's consistently losing minutes here is Coleman Hawkins. And I think, I think it's because the freshmen have just been more consistent on the defensive end, energy-wise, don't turn the ball over. But now you add Kerbel to the mix, it's going to be hard for Brandon Podjemski to play over all these good guards. I know people want more freshmen, more freshmen, because they haven't seen it yet. But there's a lot of really good veterans on this team. So how do you, how do you see Kerbel coming back? Um, it just gives them a lot more depth and a lot of Big Ten teams. I'm just going to replay that bounce pass to Kofi in my mind over and over again because that's was well, a sweet pass in the pick and roll. It's so hard to guard, and that's the type of play that opens things up for Kofi where even if you have a team that is better suited, and there aren't many of them, to be able to stand their ground and guard Kofi when his back to the, is to the basket, maybe he doesn't carve out as much space, or maybe they're able to challenge his right hook or whatever might be a little bit better. You put some different guys in space in the, the hedge a little bit on Curbelo, and he can just not even look at Kofi and, and drop that thing off and, and good chemistry that they established last year in that. So to see that get going and also, you know, Curbelo doesn't even need a screen and get open, get in the lane because of his quickness is very crafty with all of his finishes. And he's going to be very, very aggressive. A lot of times, I think still there's a moments and I, I fully understand for guys played so few of games and hasn't been able to get in a rhythm. I get the sense sometimes he's looking for his own maybe, and he kind of makes it up his mind that I'm going to go get a shot. And look, he's in Purdue. It worked beautifully because you needed that. And some of his mid-range pull-ups and his reverse layups and everything. I think that there are times where you want him to be more focused on open things up for everybody, just making the right read rather than predetermining. But you can just see even for a guy that 
hasn't been on the court a whole lot to just go out there in a limited capacity and do some things that are encouraging. Um, he's he's going to be a, a human heart attack at times, but that, I mean, that's just kind of the trade off. And I think that ultimately it'll be worth it as you allow him to build back into who he is. Yeah, Joey, and I don't even think that's like different, right? Like, I think he's going to be that player. Like, I, I think that's who he is. And I think usually the positives outweigh the negatives. I, I saw somebody said Andy Katz, and I, I don't often agree with Andy Katz. Um, but, but he said on the, on the broadcast uh, that, you know, Curbelo takes away from Frazier. I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, yeah, maybe sometimes Frazier's not going to have the ball in his hands and he's not going to score as many points. Trent had seven assists and one turnover tonight. Uh, played fantastic defense, uh, shot 10 shots, still got 10 shots, some open threes. Uh, I, I think it's only good for Frazier. I, I think having Curbelo is only good, takes a huge load off him uh, offensively, and I think it should get him more open shots. So I don't see Curbelo. I, I still don't buy into this narrative that he negatively impacts him. Certain possessions, sure, but in the long term, this team – I, I think he's such a, a huge positive to add this kind of player to a team that's already top 20. So I'm just trying to find the negatives here as I'm going to lay out this. You're saying it's bad that a guy who gets guys open shots can find a guy who is one of the three best shooters on the team. That's bad. I'm to understand. I don't well, agree with well, that. Not to go off, but this is the same guy who said Bryce McGowan's has to win freshman of the year. Cause he's got a bunch of stats, even though Max Christie is the guy. Um, and I guess after tonight, he said Johnny Davis had a great night. Um, I didn't think Johnny Davis had a great that. night. I heard him say it. Yeah, I don't think Johnny Davis had a great night. I mean, he put up numbers, and I think Johnny Davis is really good, but uh, that's an off night for him. Can we also point out that Trent Frazier subbed out in the first half today, and it was more than 40 minutes of game time. I, have to, I want to look at the exact numbers. Uh, so giving Trent Frazier some time on the bench would also seem to me to be something that is a positive. I mean, I'm probably no expert, but... 33 minutes seemed like a season low for him recently. <laughs> yeah, I, guys, I mean, there's a reason that people were talking about the Andre Curbelo, Kofi Coburn, and this whole team coming into the year. Like, Andre Curbelo, I'm still floored that people are unaware that he makes his team better. That, that I don't really understand that either. But he's going to get better through the month of February. Like, yeah, he might be a human heart attack at times. Go, guess what, everybody? You've had two and a half months to save your heart. Get ready for it. I, I think he's going to find his way back into the starting lineup at some point. That's just my guess. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like that works. I, this is good, man. And, and, and in the process of this, interesting that actually Brad said it gave them a boost to get full strength because for the longest time I remember asking him after Arizona if it had been trying for him and he said no I'm not soft so I, I know he was he was talking more to not us in the room when he said that but man in the process of this you found three freshmen you believe can help you in some capacity maybe it's not 15 minutes a night but if it's three big minutes in foul trouble it's a big deal and, and I'll add Bossman's Verdonk to that. Like, Bossman's Verdonk didn't play tonight. But you, you know if you put him in for five minutes, he can do a job, right? Like, I, I think that's so valuable. Agreed. Uh, putting this all whole, there's it's a tough stretch of the schedule. Like, no one's going to pretend like they're playing St. Francis again and, and whatever else they roll through the non-conference. But this is going to be – it's going to be a problem, I think. It's, now they have to stay healthy. I mean, we're just we, – we probably shouldn't assume that because they're healthy today, they're going to be healthy forever. Obviously, that's the hope if you're them. But 
it's a big deal to get all these guys back. And, and you're going to see them start to get to full, full belief as they get to full strength. And they shot seven for 22 from three tonight. Not even great. They, they shot what from free throw nine of 18 from the free throw line tonight. Like they, they let Wisconsin kind of hang around this game, but defensively they made stops and then 21 to seven assist to turnover ratio was, was just phenomenal. All right. We got like five minutes guys. Um, Derek at Indiana coming up. Um, they, they ugly things up and Indiana's rolling a little bit here. They won five of seven. Um, I know they don't have a bunch of great wins in there, though they did beat Purdue, of course, uh, and they are almost indestructible at home. They're 13-1 and there, and uh, with the fans back, it's harder to win there than when Illinois won there last year uh, when there were no fans. I think it's the best environment in the Big Ten. What do you think of that matchup? I think Joey and I are not going to enjoy 75 flights of stairs up to uh, our seats, but uh, outside of that, it's – Super tough place to play. Indiana seems to shoot it better at home. A team that throughout the last four or five years have not had particularly a great shooting team. So that uh, will certainly play. I mean, when Rob Finnessy can just decide he's going to go for 25 against Purdue or whatever it was, that was certainly a big development. And also uh, a big moment for Kofi. I think this was, a, as Io described it last year very accurately, like a legacy game. I think that this was one for Kofi tonight. You're going to remember this game, how dominant it was, the, the gaudy stats. This is a, a big test where in some of Illinois' other marquee games, at home against Purdue, uh, at home against Arizona, Kofi did not play his best and really was a, a reason why you lost when you look back on it. So getting Trace Jackson Davis, I know Kofi's played well against, but it's a good shot blocker. It's a good athlete. It's a guy that's had his moments against Kofi at times. It's a big challenge for Kofi to play his very best and, and to be able to answer the challenge. So also I look at Race Thompson at the four. Here it's a broken record, broken, you know, repeat narrative. You got to be able to contain that guy. Don't let him kill you on the glass. Don't let him uh, score a bunch on Grandison. Whoever is going to check that matchup, that's something I'm going to watch. But a uh, big opportunity again, another quad one opportunity, and uh, win this game, and you're you're sitting pretty. Yeah, Joe, I was just thinking, you win this game, you feel like you're playing, um, like you, you just have nothing to lose at Purdue, right? Like that's going to be a top fifteen matchup. You've done what you needed to do to, to stay atop the Big Ten. But then, like, it's just like, hey, if we beat Purdue, all of a sudden, we might be starting to really inch away from teams here. Uh, so we only got about a minute here, Joey, but that would be, if you can win at Indiana, think about what that sets up with Purdue and then you got Northwestern at home, Rutgers on the road before the stretch run. I'm thinking about two things that sets up at Purdue. Kofi's freshman year, they throttled them. And if I remember right, they kind of talked about how that was – that was big time for them. I, I'm getting a little bit of vibes in a different way. Like that was kind of like Illinois back big time. This is kind of like we're still really stinking good big time win. And I would just like to get the notes that Brad has written down to say to Kofi to get him worked up to play Purdue after the last outing, because I have to imagine his expansive list of things to fire up the big guy for that game. Uh, the concussion, namely the, the foul trouble, I think that's got a lot of Kofi game potential. And I understand the the um, Zach Eady issue there, which I'm sure will also be brought up if I had to guess. But man, that this these two games, so it's a way to you know we, we kind of talked about how after Michigan, the Purdue game, and then the Maryland game, like that was a big stretch that just kind of wasn't yet. These two games can be that big stretch that is again, and and that's a big deal. 
Yeah, these are fun, man. This is this is February. This is where these matchups get so much fun. We saw one of them tonight, and Illinois takes care of business against the number 11 team in the country. Probably the best resume, uh, to be honest with you. Some of the best wins uh, in the country. Take care of business at home. Now you go steal them on the road, right? And uh, Indiana, rivalry. Indiana's a good program again. Uh, then at Purdue, this is where it gets so much fun. And Illinois got a chance to kind of set the tone here and set the pace here in the Big Ten. They've certainly done that so far. Derek Piper, Joy Wagner, cheers, boys. Cheers, fellas. Drink up. Everybody, I hope you had a good time. Whether you went to the game, hopefully you got home safe. Um, you create crazy people driving to that game. Uh, but hope you guys had a great time. It was a great atmosphere. And uh, thanks for listening to the Online Enquirer podcast. Thank you to all of our new subscribers, dozens of new subscribers the last couple of days. We really appreciate that. Check out Derek Piper's recruiting board. I learned a ton, Derek, <laughs> from that recruiting board. Um, and it's exciting times, right? Just, just quickly, exciting times for Illinois basketball recruiting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kylan Boswell is certainly one that you look at the Champagne native, five stars make a decision here next coming months. And, uh, targeting some big guys. Think about life after Kofi. Got to get set up there. And don't want to uh, think about of, that. Don't. don't no. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to ruin the moment, but uh, at some point, you got to recruit for it. So, uh, and just a handful of names that we maybe don't know a whole lot about or didn't uh, a month ago. So. Tune into that, and, and I, I got the full breakdown for you. Yeah, it was really, really good stuff. Got a lot more football recruiting stuff coming as well. As signing day has passed. We got to talk with Brett Bielma uh, today as well. So a lot more content coming to LineInquire.com. Thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Give us a rating, review, wherever your podcast. Follow us as well. Uh, everybody take care of each other. Uh, have another great snow day, and we'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.